0: would have gotten the feminist message when it comes to sex. Did they get the message?
1: Yeah, you know, I thought these are the girls who, you know, have opportunity. These are the girls who are the beneficiary of feminism. And if I had been interviewing them about their ambitions, about their education, about their political voice, I would have walked away impressed. They were leaning in all over the place, but then, you know, in their personal lives, they were sort of toppling. So I felt like girls today, they felt like they could engage
0: in sex, but they didn't necessarily feel like they could enjoy it. I was on Reddit, and I just kind of wanted to see what Uh they were saying about your book on there. And there was an interesting thread um, of some guys, basically, who seemed, you know, genuinely hurt that they were being cast as the bad guys that, you know, we're still in charge and all we want to do is get laid and uh, all we do is think about ourselves and, you know, and there were a bunch of them were like, I'm not like that and (sighs) not all my friends are like that. Uh, I would answer that two ways. First of all,
1: very early in the book, I say, I'm going to say this once and I'm not going to repeat it because it's obvious, not all men, right? Duh. Mm-hmm. Not all boys. And to say that completely denies that we have an issue and that they're equally responsible, whether they are those boys or whether they aren't those boys. And the other piece of that is that I very consciously ended the book in a coeducational classroom. And the last image in the book is a boy who is struggling with these issues and struggling with having a girlfriend who is sexually pressuring him and the expectation on him through masculinity that he perform when he's not comfortable with that. And so I'm very cognizant um, of the idea that boys are struggling with issues too. It's just, you know, my book happens to be about girls. And actually my favorite anecdote of a boy was in that classroom where they're talking about the baseball metaphor, you know, for sex. Mm -hmm. And he suddenly says... Wait a second. In baseball, there's winners and there's losers. Mm. (laughs) So who's supposed to be the loser in a sexual encounter? And I thought, just that thought, just that little shift was so profound. And that boy, from now on, I will bet you, will go into his encounters more as a partner and less as an adversary."
0: It's so interesting to me because I am so firmly Gen X, Um, you know, early 40s. And I have to say a lot of what you described in terms of the hookup culture sounded extremely familiar. Mm -hmm. But what is different now to me is these new kinds of role models, women like Lena Dunham or Amy Schumer, who represent their bodies and sex in a positive way. Do they not represent mainstream society's attitudes? Are they more fringed than I think they are? I think it's just, it's complicated. You know, it's a mix. I think those,
1: those women were coming up as I was doing the research, and I think that they have been fabulous, you know, but I think for today's young women, this idea of hot, which has been marketed for a while, but has intensified in, you know, the internet and social media era, that tells them that how their bodies look to other people is more important than how those bodies feel to them, that tells them being desirable is more important than desire, is so powerful. And whereas for, I think, Gen X women, baby boom women, we would have seen that as something to kind of push back against, Mm -hmm. to protest. Mm -hmm. For them, it's marketed as a source of, and maybe the source Of personal power and confidence. Marketed being the key word here. The key word, yeah. And girls struggled with that. You know, one girl said to me, isn't it possible, she used the word slutty, she said, isn't it possible to dress slutty because you feel good about yourself and don't need validation as opposed to because you don't feel good about yourself and do need validation? And I said, okay, fair point. Tell me how you know the difference. And she just sort of drooped and said, I don't. And I spend the better part of my life trying to figure that out. And I think it's at the expense of my own well-being.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Like with Lena Dunham, I guess it's because like she has kind of a poochy tummy that I feel like it's not a marketing thing that she's just being I honest. I find it fascinating. I, well, and she's aggressively putting out an ordinary body. and But what if she did have a crazy like Kardashian body? Would we still be saying that?
1: I don't think so. I think that that would be a different thing. The phrase that I hear a lot is I'm proud of my body. It's a phrase Kim Kardashian uses too. And I talked to one girl about that who was, showed me a picture of herself kind of dressed in a crop top and you know a little skirt and high heels and